We'll check it out, y'all. We got what you need. We're all living in apartments, condos, vans. Well, dude, even you can have a studio. A studio in a box. Yes, we can help you with that right here at Blind Knowledge. We work on your budget, and we figure out your measurements. We'll get you the best sound for the best price. Let me know, 877-237-1143 or at blindknowledge.com. Yep. Welcome back once again to Maniacal Music Musings. I'm your host, Jeremy, as always. And how many more times I have to say that name before people get it right? It's Maniacal Music Musings, not Maniacal Music Musifications, Amanda. Good times, bad times. We've had them all on this show. I was just actually talking to our guests about a bad time before we went live. But just like Strange Rain, we like to come and lay Samantha sideways when we arrive here. And speaking of strange things, let me introduce my co-host here. He's been dazed and confused for so long, there's always a communication breakdown on this show. Like a skyline pigeon, he says, babe, I'm going to leave you after the Dixie Peach Promenade. He raised his sails as he traveled up Cripple Creek, muttering to himself, it's me that you need, as he contemplates the war and peace. Chancy motherfucking gripe. Hi. <laughs> 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 and yes folks <clears throat> your muses are back once again once again i'm sick but i apologize for that in advance but your muses are back once again we took a week or two off just because guests like to be dicks and, and no show but we are back with a guest that actually wanted to show up and we appreciate him for it our guest this week is i didn't know how to pronounce this before show but andrew cloninger if i just mispronounced your last name i apologize 100 but musician author and producer he's a man of many things but we'll hear about that in a second how you doing tonight andrew doing pretty good thanks guys for having me on this is gonna be fun looking forward to it well we try sir we tried to have fun <laughs> uh so before we get started though andrew what got you into music oh that's a long well I kind of was born into it. Um, I come from a musical family. So, um, yeah, my grandma would play piano. My my dad plays guitar. My, you know, my, all my siblings play at least one instrument. So, yeah, come by it very naturally. Um, nice. I, started, I picked up a guitar, like, uh, I, was, I, I got pretty serious about it, like, you know, like 15, 16, and then started my, you know, start joined my first band and, kind of went from there so it's kind of fun <laughs> songwriting and then and then i got into like i played in, in in a jazz band and then i and then i was in i was in a couple you know i was in like a couple rock bands and like kind of wilco style um americana music and and then uh yeah now i'm i'm playing instrumental music um you know kind of post-rock kind of stuff so it's fun nice that's what's up well, and you're in a band now, if I'm not mistaken, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Um, my current band is called uh, Ren Cove, and uh, we're in the studio right now. We're uh, um, making our our second record, but our first full length. So we're like knee deep in it right now. So it's <laughs> it's kind of fun, you know, but nerve wracking at the same time for sure. Yeah, it's, I actually listened to the one song you got on Spotify, and yeah, I was impressed. I was impressed. Oh. It kind of actually, it kind of, it kind of led, it kind of gave me some credence uh, to your pick that you picked tonight. But we'll get <laughs> into that in a minute because, yeah, what album did you want to bring tonight, and why did you want to bring it? Well, so the, um, the album I brought is uh, Skip Spence or. I could use me some for my yang. That would make everything all right I will stay by your side by the day You'll stay underneath me at night I bought me some Zen food Which is a very unique record and has a, a very kind of an interesting story behind it too it's he's one of the original uh singer well actually he's the original drummer for um um jefferson airplane yeah and then oh, he okay. also he also um was one of three songwriters for the band moby grape which was a contemporary of uh buffalo springfield um and you know they're they're just the ones that didn't get famous. I guess is the, is the way they were like they were like Columbia Records uh, version of Buffalo Springfield. You know, very similar um, uh, musical style and and that kind of thing. But so what happened was they were making I can't remember if it was their second record or their it was either their yeah I think it was their second record they were making it and. Skip Spence dropped a little too much acid and thought that the record producer was the devil and chased him with a fireman's axe and tried to kill him. And they they got him committed to um, Bellevue because they were in New York at the time. And um, so he spent six months in Bellevue. He wrote these songs while he was in Bellevue. He gets out six months later. And he shows up at Columbia Records um, in his Bellevue uniform, like his, you know, whatever um, uh, they, you know, they had that they let him wear in there. They give him a bunch of money and he buys a motorcycle, drives down to Nashville, cuts these songs. And they're the last songs that he's ever recorded. And then he died in 99. He was like 52. So, yeah, very, very interesting very interesting so the producer his name was um his name was david uh rubinson who had a very interesting uh uh producing career he he produced everybody from peter paul and mary to herbie hancock to um and then he also produced the uh, uh apocalypse now soundtrack which is a very interesting soundtrack for sure so very yes, very eclectic, but he wouldn't he wouldn't be in the same room with with Skip Spence because he was afraid he was going to chase him again with a with a fireman's axe. So they sent him down to Nashville, and then and then when he was in Nashville, um, they they hooked. I can't remember what studio it was, but they they hooked him up with this guy. His name was um, Mike uh, Fr- um, 
for, I'm going to mess it up. It's like Frigillo or Bigillo or something like that. I'm not sure. But he was the the the, the engineer in in the studio in Nashville, and and basically Rubinson said, um, record whatever he's got, whatever he's got, just record it. Don't don't mess with it. Don't tell him anything. Just record it. And so uh, Skip Spence um, played the drums, the guitar, uh, bass, um, did the vocals, did everything on it. So it's a very very unique, very interesting record you know and it's actually kind of a weird one because it's like a prototype for a lot of like uh contemporary records you know uh people like back um is is one that comes to mind also um boney Bear um is another is another guy that comes to mind that that has a similar sound and and vibe especially uh boney Bear's first record um yeah, it has a very similar vibe to it. Um, also, yeah. like you can think of guys like Pedro the Lion, that kind of stuff, where everybody plays every, you know, like one guy plays everything and you know writes the songs, all that stuff. So very, very unique, very interesting, uh, you know. But I actually came through it because I was in I was in college in '99. I don't know if that dates me too much, but I was in college and I was on college. I grade. was in sixth grade. Just saying I was uh, in sixth grade. Yeah. So yeah, good times. Uh, so, so I was, so, um, you know, I was, I was, uh, doing, you know, I was a DJ, did some like programming and stuff. And, uh, there was a tribute record that came across and it actually had like Robert plan on it. And like, um, Mark Lanigan from uh, Screaming Trees was on it. Uh, Tom Waits also was on it, um, who actually did one of the one of the songs that I really like called Book of Moses, which is an interesting song. Um, and uh, also Jay Farrar and uh, Robin Hitchcock was also on that record. So very interesting. Uh, so that's actually how I how I um, got introduced to the record. And then I did the whole like. I'm going to go to the record shop and find the real record, you know, but they, they just reissued. You can't really find the, the original LP. It's actually pretty rare. It's hard to find. It's actually, they, they consider it the worst selling record that Columbia ever released. I don't know know if it's true or not, but I wouldn't doubt it. (laughs) uh, Maybe, but yeah, it's hard to say, you know, but, um, but yeah, so, so, you know, I couldn't find it, you know, but they, they had just reissued it because he had died that year, 1999. So, uh, Skip Spence died, um, in 99. So that's where the tribute record came from and the whole thing. And so I did the whole backtracking, figuring it out. And then I listened to the originals and all that kind of stuff. So it's very interesting. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, before I, Give my review. I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna unleash my can here, so to speak, and let Chancey go first. Okay. <clears throat> so these things may or may not be true. I uh, was researching the show last night, listening to this thing like I do every time. I'm playing video games, something to just mindlessly do while I take in the music. And. I don't even remember which song specifically it was, but I'm literally listening to the song. I stopped playing the game. My girlfriend goes, what's going on? 
And I go, I can literally hear the heroin coursing through his veins. <laughs> like fucking five minutes later, I'm like, dude, I now understand why we were in Vietnam for so long. This fucking album makes me want to start a war in a Southeast Asian country. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and shit. Because, you know, what's interesting, too, is is like I compare it to like the this. I don't know if you guys ever heard the Sid Barnett uh, or Barrett. Um, I was going to say Barnett. Or, yeah. Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very similar, and I'm wondering. Oh if yeah, it's the, if it's the acid. <laughs> probably, probably. I mean, I was like I said, it was like I said, I got jokes, but oh, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah, I was just like you know, I was, I was, I was listening to it, and I, at some point in time, I was like, you know what, it's still better than Cottonmouth Kings, and <laughs> see, uh huh, yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. And <laughs> you, you, you joke, your joke's gonna get you choked, motherfucker, but go on. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, like, all in all, I, after I, like, kind of looked a little bit into it, I was like, okay, psychedelic rock. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm on the, I'm on the wagon. I'm, 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 I'm with it. Okay. And then, like, I didn't, like, listen to it all again, but, like, there was a couple songs I listened to over again. It's like, okay. And then I could pick up where you're talking about like Beck influences and uh, you know when you said Bon Iver, I always thought it was Bon Iver. That's just because I'm you know uneducated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I was like, is he talking about Bon Iver? Yeah. Oh, uh, we know you're uneducated. We know you. We know we know you're uneducated. The way you talk about Cottonmouth Kings, you swine. <laughs> yeah. It was hot about that. I don't know. <laughs> but he uh, he's still salty about the episode that me and the guests spent the majority of the episode just ragging on him the whole time. <laughs> hey, when you deal with uncultured swine all the time, what can I say? But how how uh, dare you speak of Michael in that fashion? <laughs> Michael is a good man, but his taste in music and movies can be dispersed sometimes in weird ways. But <laughs> Ah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I listened to this album for a hot second. I'll try to pick my album to match it with. And I'm like, I didn't really even grasp it at that point. Cause I listened to like one or two tracks, but I freaking, when I listened to this album today, it literally was the last album out of these three I listened to. Cause I knew the other two to some degree, at least. So I, I'm like, all right, let's check out this new thing last. Cause I want to have it freshest in my memory. Oh Lord Jesus. Why did I make that mistake? And I mean, it's just, I'm not gonna lie. I got five out of it. I definitely got a top five out of it. But there's just it's tough. Half these, half these songs. It seemed like they went on for fucking twenty minutes. And the other half, I didn't know. The, I didn't know they were changing songs. Oh yeah. Like so, it's like Jesus. Like oh my god. It's that's part of the trip, I, man. I, mm-hmm. I I I mean yeah. Maybe I wasn't on enough drugs to fucking go along with this album perfectly. But yeah. I you weren't on the right ones. <laughs> right. Apparently. Story of my life, man. Story of my fucking life. But I don't, I don't fucking know. Because I mean, this album, like, I'm like, is this why people went to Vietnam just to get away from this music? <laughs> because if you think about it, like, you know, he's definitely of the era. You know, because you think about like Strawberry Alarm Clock, you think of like, I'm trying, 
I'm tr- okay. Well, you're you're, na- you're naming all these people. You're naming all these people and bands I never fucking heard of. But <laughs> Grateful uh, Dead. Okay. Man. Oh, shout out to Aaron on that one. We said two Grateful Dead songs in our last part of the Rolling Stone Top 500 bracket. But hey. uh, Ripple, Ripple, and actually, ironically enough, Box Rain instead yep. of the other kind of rain that's on this album. But um, I mean, they. I don't know. This band reminds me of like. Bob Dylan-ish wannabes, basically. Mm. Like that's what that's what that's what it reminds me of. It's like the the same genre as Bob Dylan. And don't get me wrong, I can't stand most Bob Dylan music either. I it's fucking just called too- that shit too. I was sitting here listening. I was like, Jeremy's gonna bring up Bob fucking Dylan. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, I, I just. It, I actually, well, because respectfully disagree. I don't. I don't think it sounds anything like Bob Dylan at all. Well, okay. So let me let, uh, let me confer that by saying what I was gonna say before I was interrupted by a fancy. I am not a fan of Bob Dylan in any fucking means. I, I like a couple of his songs that are the famous ones, but other than that, like I am not a fan of Bob Dylan in any fucking means. I it's hippie music. It's hippie music to me and I can't fucking stand it. But <laughs> so I mean, if I want that era if I want that era of music, I'm gonna talk about one of the other two C's that we were talking about tonight. Or I'm gonna talk about I mean, even I'll even bring in fucking like Sabbath and shit, like in that era, but yeah. Jesus, like Sabbath was around sixty nine, weren't they, Chancy? Uh, yeah, ish seventy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I felt like it. They were, but um, was the first record? I mean, seventy one, maybe. Yeah, seventy one or seventy two, uh, something like that. I mean, the 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 era these all our albums are in are like the actually two of our albums are the first albums that the artists are released, which is kind of funny in a way. But so I mean, I don't know the bit. <laughs> the fuck's his name even i don't know what his fucking name is but or was i mean not a bad it wasn't a bad album it wasn't horrible it was i mean trust me we've had worse we've had worse but <laughs> we, shit, we've had, shit we've both we've, brought worse fast nectar <laughs> yes the thing but, too i was gonna like, say offspring but that's cool Ooh. no that one that one the that one, one song the, dude, that, the newest the newest album is trash oh really i haven't even heard oh it. it's so bad it's no, so t- bad Chancy, the one song as the one song and the one and the same song in the other language on that album are both enough to make up to make them be better than the CD. Just saying. Whoa, I I I, I definitely got to disagree with that, but that's okay though. That. Yeah. Hey, we never have sex anymore is an amazing song. I did. I did notice. Uh, Jeremy does have a point on one song. There's one song where in that he does that. Dylan draw, yeah. I did notice. I did notice that, but one. I didn't think. I didn't think that it was like a prominent type of the thing, and yeah. And I didn't. And honestly, it was kind of. It was kind of interesting because, like, it it wasn't what I expected when you listen to stuff like you know, because like you know, for me when I think of like psychedelic music, obviously we go back. We got Jefferson Airplane. Oh yeah, you know, and then like you know, uh, Iron Butterfly. You know, yeah. all those, all those like <laughs> iconic, yeah, trippy shit. Yeah. And like, this yeah. was just like, this was like, dude, I'd, I'd rather uh, listen to the, I'd rather listen to the 20 minute, the 20 minute outtake of the cast of Simpsons <laughs> singing Iron Butterfly and, and, and a God of Vita than listen to this album again. Whoa. Shit. Man, that's harsh, dude. I know, right? God <laughs> damn. Man. I was a uh, day of work or something. Wow, something. I, I, I was well, okay. I was thinking it's like an acoustic. It's like an acoustic acid trip. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like taking Nirvana MTV unplugged, like and and fucking listening to that shit on repeat. But mm, I, I can't, I can't, I can't say that. Yeah, shit, I don't hear that at all. Well, Man, but you're and you're going just, hard it, in the paint, dude. Wow. Shit. Well, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, Chancey, so it's a good He's time to go hard. Up. But um, but uh, I w- in your defense of your album, Andrew, I will say I am a huge Simpsons fan, so that's not that big an insult. But <laughs> okay, so but I mean, I don't know. But eh, let's move on to the top fives, and we can actually say what we liked and didn't like about certain songs instead of just holding it back here. Sure. But Andrew, your album. What All were right. your top top five and any other honorable mentions you wanted to bring? So the the top five, I would say, um, I would say the, the the top song I would say is uh, "All Come to Meter," um, and uh, "Little Hands." I I think that that's that <laughs> that track is. It's pretty standout. Um, I'm laughing because I think I know why Chance is laughing at that one. But <laughs> little hands. <laughs> There's a story behind it. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then uh, uh, Book of Moses, I think, is a, is a great song. Uh, on the tribute record, Tom Waits. Tom Tom Waits does it, which is a pretty cool version of it. Which is pretty. Awesome. That'd probably be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It was cool. And then uh, Diana is a good one. War and Peace is another good one. So. Yeah, yeah. I, there's a couple of th- some of the tracks though are like, ooh, buddy, you're you're you are insane. Like it's tr- it's very <laughs> obvious that there's some mental there's some mental issues going on. Uh, there's one called Gray Afro yeah. that I'm like, oh boy, you know, some yeah, yeah. So it was like, oh boy, somebody was off their meds today. You know, no more Thorazine for you, buddy. <laughs> Know, or whatever they were shooting them up back then. I don't know what the what the trank drugs were back then, but you know, it's like, man. But you know, that's the thing with a lot of those guys. Like you know, and I I don't know if you guys ever met a few people, but it, like, there's sometimes like the really great songwriters are the like, or even like musicians, even they're they borderline on mental illness they they really do and it, and it's like sometimes they can't even like they can't even function in the real world like like i'm a pretty good musician i am not a genius you know because i'm not mentally ill you know like well, I mean, <laughs> super you know but i mean like there's like a super fine line of of like genius you know, and really, insanity oh yeah it, it's so i mean close. So I mean, close. one of my favorite, one, one of my two of my favorite artists run around with clown paint in their face all the time. So I guess I kind of understand that. Oh, oh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the realization out. washes over. Oh, now you understand. Yeah. Now you understand why I need a support group. Yes. Sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it? Insane clown posse or Slipknot? One of one of the two. Uh, it's well, I, I love both, but I mean, I was talking specifically yeah. about ICP, yeah. but I, I do love both, and I guess there is a clown in Slipknot too. I kind of forgot about that, yeah, yep, yeah. I mean, but then again, Iowans are usually clowns, right, Chancy? Uh, I'm see, sorry, what I said, Iowans are usually clowns, right, Chancy? Uh, no, only the properly trained ones. Oh, <laughs> see, clowns terrify me, so I stay away from all clowns. Ooh. Oh, Chancey's from Iowa, and he's also circus folk, so he likes clowns. Ah, okay. Hey, teach his own. 
I'm an upstate. Yeah, man, it's cool. We, we stay away from them. <laughs> but better than hey, being a carny. You know better, better than being a carny. That's right. Being in upstate right. New York, fucking, I'd probably stay away from clowns too. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of clowns. <laughs> oh, dude. I'm, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Upstate New York? What? Yep. Where? I'm kind of, if you want to say on live. Rochester. Rochester area. Originally from Kingston. Oh, okay. Yep. Hudson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not too far. Oh, okay. I know Hudson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It'd be that Hudson to, Valley, right? So my, I'm like, yeah. My, my brother used to go to my brother used to go to college in Albany, so I used to. Oh, yeah. Oh no, oh no, his friends did. He went to college in Buffalo, but he, my, his friends went to college in Albany, so I used to go up there on some weekends for uh, sure. keg and eggs and all that good stuff. Oh yeah, so that would be like, that's like uh, a couple hours away. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, Rochester's yeah. closer to Buffalo than it is Albany. Yeah, but... yeah, yeah. Like I'm an hour and a half away from uh, from uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, my brother, my brother dated a girl in Rochester's first year in college, so I had to drive my way up to Rochester, like from Kingston. <laughs> oh, yeah. it, it, I, I've been through most of New York, but oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, it's a good area. Oh well, yeah, it's I, yeah, I, I kind of miss it. I kind of don't, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, cool. So was that your top five, or I I, I lost yep. count? <laughs> yep, I got them all I, in. I Got distracted by everything else. But uh, speaking of having gained them all in, uh, Chancey, what were your top five? So my number five was actually keep everything under your hat. Oh, Because I liked how they kept him fucking up. Yeah. On the track. I was like, all right, that's fucking cool. I was like, that's that's legit. I like yeah. that. And then uh, my number four was, you know, gray slash afro. Because yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what? This is going on. What list. does that even mean? I know. I was like, I don't fucking get this, but whatever, dude. Uh, my number three was "It's the Best Thing for You." Oh. Uh, number two was "Lawrence of Euphoria." That's not bad either. That's a good. That's a good track. And then number one for me was "Cripple Creek." Yeah, it's a great song too. Mm. Okay, I am happy as fucking shit because most of my top five weren't mentioned. So, <laughs> I think I think Chanty mentioned one, and you mentioned one, Andrew, but. And my number five is one you mentioned, Andrew. Uh, my number five is all come to meet her because that was like that reminded me more of like a Beatles track almost. So like yeah, I kinda, it was I, very I, Beatles. I, I, I dug that. Yeah. Number four was War and Peace because I like the ironicness mm -hmm. of that. Yeah. And it was a the, the guitar in that show was horrible. I think that's two number of them three. that he mentioned so far. Okay, I didn't I didn't know if he's I didn't hear him say War and so Peace. So the majority of yours, because if he has two and I had one, that's the majority of your picks, but that's okay. Chancy, we'll Chancy, I'm gonna go tell someone. I was excited. I, I was excited to hear about this new shit, and you're coming up with why are you talking about old shit? I'm gonna, tell someone, <laughs> I'm gonna get someone a little fist, Chancy, to come visit you. I swear to God. Okay. And they're right. and they're made of stone. They're made of stone. They're made of stone. They are. But oh, it's all number right. number three was uh, Margaret Tiger Rug because of the opening instrumentals. I yeah. really like the opening stretch on that song, but it's good. Number number two was Chansey's uh, "Cripple Creek." Yeah, because "Cripple song. Creek." I'm not gonna lie, "Cripple Creek" made me laugh my ass off just the name, but <laughs> um, it was actually a really good song though. And number one was Dixie Peach Promenade "Yin for Yang," because of the lyrics. That one line, "I'll stay by your side, you stay underneath me all night." I fucking love that lyric. That made me laugh my ass off every time they said it. So. <laughs> That was your sell point. 
Naturally. It was. It was. It, it was. Fucking, of, of course it was. Jeez. Hey, that's a good line. What can I say? It's a good line. So, I mean, especially for the 60s, that's like, to me, that's equivalent to the Beatles. Ah, just want to hold your hand. Like, fuck. Like, it's the same as that. Like, it's a little more risque than that, but still kind of the same sentiment. Yeah. Like, we're going to say this nicely so your parents don't kill us. But we're going to say it still. Yeah. Well, it's like the difference between 1964 and 1969, basically, is the is the difference. Lots of shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> 69, man, that's when Manson ran ran loose. But that's right. Yep. When the CIA hired him to run loose. Oh, right, okay. Now, now we're getting into conspiracy theories. <laughs> Now we're in, dude. I wish I could name. I wish I could remember the name of the of the group that Manson was a part of. Because not only does he have a, not only does he have an alleged spider web with the CIA, he also has an alleged spider web with the alleged group behind the Sons of Sam. Really? Yeah. See now that's see now that's what's cool. Well, I, I, well, and it relates to music too because he was, he was the like, Beach Boys. I remember that with Manson, and Manson, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't fucking bad. He wasn't. I he wasn't good. He I wasn't put, like, like stopped. Put, like, he wasn't standstill. Like I would put him like, like three steps below this record. Which I, I, I would, I would agree to that to a certain extent. Like I really think. He like had the potential. Yeah, like if he was like produced. Yeah, but he was unproducible. So. Yeah. Well, and that was the problem with him. like he was so inconsistent because of whatever you know. It was like, you know, the only tapes we have are the real, the really did in prison. You know, mm-hmm. so that's kind of, you know, it's gonna be what it is. On a, on, yeah. You know, out of tune guitar, and you know, it wasn't. Mm-hmm wasn't like he was playing something nice <laughs> you know right so, you know it, it would be fascinating though if he was actually in a studio like a sunset strip you know a sunset sound or someplace like that with a real guitar and willing to listen to a producer yeah which i mean I that that's be, that goes a long way yeah <laughs> yeah brian well it would be interesting to have brian wilson like produce him that would have been, like, well no he he sat him down with a guy at brian's and the guy was yeah. like, this dude's, he, he wouldn't listen to anything the guy recommended. He's like, this guy's fucking useless. I don't know what to tell you. Like, he's yeah. got some stuff, but it's, I can't do nothing with it. Like, fucking, yeah. I got no fucking dukes, man. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> Send him to prison. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, crazy, dude. It's well, a crazy time because you could be anyone. That was, that's, I think that's the thing nowadays is like, like, you can't. You can't be like that. That's not that's not real anymore. You know, like right. coming right off the street, like here's my song, you know, and then two minutes later it's on the radio. It doesn't work like that anymore. There's so much, you know, stuff to go in between that that you know, it just doesn't work. I mean, I, unless you want to sell produce and like, you know, just send it to Spotify or someplace like that. You know, like there's ways to do that, but you know, it's very fascinating, you know how how people you know but yeah a lot of the like you know 
you know, another in like outsider kind of guy was that uh, Daniel Johnston. I don't know if you guys ever heard of him, but he was in the eighties and stuff like that. And, you know, he, that, he would make his own little records on cassette. There was, they did a, they did a documentary not too long ago about him. I was going to um, say, that's why I know the name. Yeah. Devil. I think it was called uh, devil and Daniel Johnston or Johnson or whatever it was. He, uh, he, you're right. Yeah, it was. And he was like he kind of semi associated with like the Sonic Youth and those kind of guys. And mm-hmm. I think uh, Kurt Cobain had one of his shirts. So nice, a little deep cut, <laughs> very so. deep cut. But uh, speaking of deeper cuts, Chancy, what album did you want to bring to face Andrews? Uh, in all honesty, I actually had forgotten about already having that scavenger hunt album done because I was just going to do that. But I noticed you guys both picked an album from the same year. So I got out, I reached in touch, uh, I got out or I got in touch with Tom and I was like, Hey, got to do this one next time. Got a thing I'm doing now. And he's like, that's cool, man. So I went with something from 69 and I had a couple choices to pick from. And I was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to go with a, a solid, everybody's favorite. Everybody knows it. Fucking Led Zeppelin. Been dazed and confused for so long, it's not true. Wounded a woman never bargained for you Lots of people talking, few of them know Soul of a woman was created Just solid. I mean, that's clean, man. It's a safe. It's a safe putt, man. It's a safe putt. You can't miss. You can't miss with that one. Well, that's one thing I will say is there was a lot of freaking album sixty nine to choose from. There really was. There was. And and actually, I found out today that um, Andrew's album actually didn't come out in sixty nine. It came out on December thirty first, nineteen sixty eight. So it it came a day too soon. Just like the poor man as wedding, but, but, uh, yeah. Andrew. I, lo- I love Led Zeppelin. Cause like, and that, that first record is so fascinating to me because the way that they capture the drums on that is just unbelievable. Like you think about it, like, you know, Glenn Johns does such a great job capturing Bonham. Like, it's um it's it's just you know just you can hear the hi-hat and the you know and it's like it's all coming together and like you know i i love um one of the really interesting little little tidbits about that record too is that jimmy page 
self-financed it. So they didn't even have a deal. So, cause Jimmy page was still doing the Yardbirds, and then like, everybody. Yeah. so, so like there was no band. And so then he recruited everybody. And so they finished that Yardbirds tour and then they're like, let's make a record. And like, they didn't have a deal cause it wasn't the Yardbirds anymore. So, so they self-financed it, it was him and uh, Peter Grant, their manager, who was like a gangster, like a legit, like a little bit scary dude, which is pretty awesome. That's, pro- you know, but anyway, but the, you got to have a you have to have a manager that's a little bit of a gangster. You know, well, it's always good to have a shark with you. But For anyway, sure. um, yeah, so I always thought that that record was very fat because that's how that's how Jimmy Page was able to produce all the rest of the records because it was like proof is in the pudding. Look, look at what I made, you know, and right. Almost fine. You know, like he bet on himself. Like he's like one of the first guys to like bet on himself, which is kind of cool. You know, um, you know, that's one of those things that people don't really talk about that much of how great of a producer Jimmy Page was or is i you know i don't know i haven't really heard anything lately that that he's produced but i mean those led zeppelin records they hold up you know they're they're unparalleled like and you could say whatever you want oh this one's a little bit yeah okay you know you know it's kind of like you go you go hobbit rock you go like you know there's so much different things going on with the with those records that like you know it's it's un unparalleled and very fascinating thing too is that he recorded all the guitars like all the guitars are telecasters so he he has one telecaster he and and then live live he was he's playing the les the the you know he's kind of known for playing uh les paul's the gibson les paul which is fascinating but but in the studio he would use a, a fender telecaster or a Dan Electro uh, electric guitar, which is fascinating because they're totally, totally different kind of guitars. Like yeah. one's a humbucker, one's a single coil. They, they have different, but he was able to, to cobble together that sound. And it's just, and you know, John Paul Jones is, he's like the Swiss army knife of everything. Oh, you need me to play bass. Okay. You need me to play organ. All right. I'll play the best organ part. I'll play the best bass part. I can play, you know, mandolin you need a mandolin i got a mandolin you know like he's just (laughs) that dude is like you know he's i think in my opinion he's the secret weapon um john paul jones i mean he can do anything and and he probably played guitar on it too who knows like he's not credited but you know who knows like when you're in the studio like sometimes get done that you know Sometimes people take credit, sometimes people don't, you know, so it's kind of fascinating. But yeah, I mean, you know, you know, and we didn't even get to Robert Plant yet. You know, I mean, it's like, you know, Hammer the Gods, that dude, you know, he's got pipes for days. And I love, you know, communication breakdown. I mean, who doesn't like communication breakdown? If you don't, there's something wrong with you, you know, or, you know, some of the other ones on there, too. They're just they're just fascinating. Very awesome songs. So. I, I had a hard time actually. I actually had a hard time picking, like really. Yeah, I you know like I love that record is that's a fun record, man. I, I really it is. I'm picking you know like oh this is my favorite song on this record or you know or whatever. But yeah, that's cool. You know, 
And I, you know, the other fascinating part that I found in that record, the whole thing was Glenn Johns, the the engineer, right. and Jimmy Page. They were like, they knew each other from like from like elementary school. So it's like, how do you how do you do that? Like, how how does that? You know, it's just crazy that this the world is so small. You know, well, I guess they're on an island. You know, <laughs> right? I was gonna say. <laughs> I mean, they're kind of they're kind of locked in. <laughs> I mean, the world was a lot smaller back then, but yeah, yeah kind of. Well, I don't know. It's pretty small now. I mean, I was know, gonna say I think it was a lot bigger than then. Yeah, I would think so because of the technology nowadays. You can, I could talk to someone well, in Iceland in that way, but I mean, I don't know. I feel like there was less people back then, so you knew more people. Well, yeah, there was less people back then, but that doesn't. The communication. I mean, I know, but, te- but technology-wise, you don't really know anybody if you just know through technology. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. know. And what's going on, Harley? Thank you for watching. But as far as Led Zeppelin goes, I mean, it's Led Zeppelin. I can't complain about shit. It's a fucking Led Zeppelin. Yeah. It's it's definitely it's definitely not Led Zeppelin four, but it's Led Zeppelin. <laughs> I mean. I can't say I love every song on this album, but I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy them all at least somewhat. So, I mean, how much more? Like what? you know, like the one's gonna be your favorite, but like you know what I mean. Like, but if you go through it all the way through one setting, you're you're gonna come out of it like, oh yeah, that was good. You know what I mean? Like, I oh, I did. Trust me, I always give them one sitting, but. Oh yeah, it's like and I mean wrong. I don't know, I don't know. I I got a top five out of it, but I, there there was an honorable mention because I liked five out of what was there nine? Yeah, I think yeah, nine. Right. So five, I liked five out of nine. So yeah, I mean it's just a couple of the other ones were okay, but I'm just like I ain't writing that down. <laughs> <laughs> and hello, my Harley Quinn. I'm sorry I didn't give you the right name, but yes, I am her Joker. You know I like the Joker, but um, what were your top five for your own album, Chancy? Uh, so I had a uh, one honorable mention. Oh, how dare they! And that was actually Communication Breakdown. Yeah, motherfucker. Reason yeah. being is because that's like the song off that album. Yeah. So for me, I couldn't, in all good conscience, put it on my top five, because then it's got to be number one. It's a whole thing. Oh, it's it's so full. <laughs> but uh, well, that's what she said. But yeah, uh, hey now, my number five was uh, Black Mountain Side. That's a great song. And uh, number four was How Many More Times. Uh, nay, uh, number three was Babe, I'm gonna leave you. Uh, number two was You Shook Me, and uh, number one is fucking I Can't Quit You, Baby. You know, it's what's fascinating about those two last songs that you mentioned, too, is that they were written by Willie Dixon. Yep, and and it's like he actually had to sue them later, to, yeah, to even get his royalties. That's fascinating and also um that's why they're my top two because i wanted to give them i wanted to give them his flowers because it's fucking so good oh yeah and and baby i'm gonna leave you which is a great song like super awesome that's also 
oh, I forget. Um, I forget who the songwriter is, but it's a different songwriter than than Page and Plant. I can't remember. Mm. Ah, it's left me. Sorry. <laughs> that's that's okay. <laughs> well, but but yeah, those other ones though, they're they're powerhouse songs, and like the way they play them is just unbelievable. You know, the arrangements are great. Well, Andrew, what were your top five for Led Zeppelin? Well, you know, I can't. It's hard, man. Like, see, he he basically said all the ones that I liked, but like, yeah, it's crazy. And then and then communication breakdown was like my first one, of course. So it's yeah. like, come on. <laughs> I just call. I just I called your whole poker hand just right on the table. You just like slapped him down and said, "Read him, <laughs> bitch." It's not fair. <laughs> it's not. It's not fair. <laughs> it's not fair. I don't think that's ever happened before, dude. That is I, crazy. I, I, I really don't. I don't think that has ever uh, happened before. It's not. I'm right. pretty sure. It, I'm pretty sure it has. It's not right. Is what I'm trying to say. I'm Where sorry. one of I mean, us has picked sure. all the songs that the other person had. Boom. Yeah. I mean, I know you've at least done four out of five for me, Chancey. I know you have. So. Oh yeah, that. I mean that. Yeah, that's definitely happened. Yeah, but he's just like home run after home run after home run. It's not fair. Well, it's not Zeppelin. How you gonna not get a home run every time? Uh, also valid. That's yeah. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, it's a fuck. It's a fu- it's a fucking home run. It's a home run derby here. But <laughs> keep going. It's all good. <laughs> well, I mean, unless there's, uh, unless there's anything else you want to say about Led Zeppelin, Andrew, before we move on, they're just awesome. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> they're just awesome. It's just awesome. Awesome, awesome sauce. But awesome. um, all right. I totally, I totally just deleted my list by accident. But luckily, I can remember because it's Led Zeppelin. And actually, my, my number five was good times, bad times, because I've just I've heard it too much. I've heard it too much in my lifetime, and it's not it doesn't it doesn't impress me. It's like it's like when when we had the guests bring whole lot of love. I mean, bring uh, Led Zeppelin four on like whole lot of love. Like I can't stand that fucking song. The fucking well, race cars, like the race cars in that song, drive me fucking insane. That's a guitar, man. Yeah, that's a I fuck know. Jesus. T- Jesus. I, know, I know, I know, but it sounds like a fucking race oh, car. That's not what I no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Nope. It sounds like a progression of notes sliding down a fucking guitar neck. Yeah. You goddamn neck bearded mouth breather. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> My oh. neck is not bearded, motherfucker. Thank you. But... Oh. I'm going to have a fucking aneurysm. That's oh, so my God. God. What so the have Fuck. I'm gonna have a fucking aneurysm over here, but um, I'm gonna have a fucking. I'm shut fucking, up! I'm having a fucking stroke. Oh, shut up, dogs! But um, <laughs> most shut your mouth. But ah, uh, my number four was, I believe it was. I how many more times? Because it also made me think of the uh, future ICP song. Thirty years later, how many times? So because <laughs> they probably stole stole a sample off of that one. No, the, uh, no, the, no. The, it, it, it's it's just a good rap song. It has nothing to do with their song at all. But uh-huh. yeah, really, yeah. No, it really doesn't. I can I can can, can confirm. You can you can confer. Okay, good. But I, no, my number. Minutes since I've listened to to the Fago uh, winning dudes. Yeah, 
My number th- my number three was Communica- communication breakdown because that was an amazing fucking song. Yeah, I never heard, I actually never heard that song till this one, but I don't think I ever listened to this album. I don't think I ever listened to this. You album said you haven't heard this song until listening well, to this I, for this. I, I may have if it, if it was on the radio at some point in my life, I may have heard it. But it's probably been in the 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 supermarket. Like I, oh I mean, a hundred percent chance the, of that on too. The but bus, it, like it's ev- it's been everywhere. <laughs> no. My school yeah. bus driver, my school bus driver, literally listened to this this oldie station that like literally did like walk like a man, talk like a man, and like oh, all like, those like, like early stuff in the 50s. early sixty, early sixties, fifties, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, That's my number hilarious. two, my number two was a hundred was a hundred percent. Babe, I'm gonna leave you because I don't think I heard that song either. That song is amazing. What? But I, I'm I, telling I you, I mean, this is this is why I need a support group. <laughs> Apparently, well, this is why you're doing the show because you gotta like, you gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta it's, get them out of the ICP bubble. It's education, and I, I'm not an ICP bubble. I listen to a lot of different genres of music. Thank you, but um, and number one had to be had to fucking be dazed and confused because it has one of the greatest lines in it of all time. The the soul of a woman was created below. I fucking love that line. Interesting. I fucking knew that was what you were going to say. Interesting. You did knew. I was a bit. But but yes, the soul of a woman was created below was one of the greatest lines in music ever. Hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's one of the greatest fucking lines ever. I fucking love that line. It's and that whole song, like just the guitar in that song, is like so legendary and amazing. Like every time I heard it on the radio as a kid, I used to always like yell at my dad if he changed the station and shit. So, mm. but I mean, I freaking that that's one of the Led Zeppelin songs that I've known since I was a kid. I mean, four has a lot more of those for damn sure. But this one, I mean, Days and Confused is second and only to Stairway to Heaven to me. But interesting, yeah, dude. Fucking, I mean, over the over the hills and far over the hills and far away is pretty cool. I don't know. Oh, I like that's a bull. I like that's I like Nightwish. I like Nightwish's version better. Thank you. Jesus fucking wow, wow, man, I'm fucking drowning. I'm drowning. I don't know what to say. Holy cow. What can I say? What can I say? But wow, there's some uh, hot takes coming out of there. Wow, yeah, coming out hot. Yeah. Woo. Uh, well, speaking of hot, speaking of hot takes, <laughs> I think it's time. I think it just might be about that time to go to our last album of the night, and that would be my album, which presented with an album from 69 I never heard of I was like what the fuck am I gonna bring nothing I have even comes close to matching this album and I'm not gonna try to throw some I'm like there's no lordy diversity album for this era so I can't do that and Chancey was like thank the lord for that but (laughs) he's like I just had one those last time I don't need another one but I was like all right let's look at 69 and I'm like holy shit like I went through like 50 albums that came out 69 like the top 50 albums according to some site and I was like I don't want to bring any of these. Then I'm like, you know, wait a minute. I'm like, 69. Elton John should have been already performing. And I was like, oh, look, his first album ever came out in 69. Perfect. 
and I never heard it. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna bring Elton John's Empty Sky album, which said i've never heard elton john's first album i don't think i've ever heard any of the songs off this album even before today because it just none of them were we did an elton john bracket for god fucking sake and not one of them not one of the songs in the cd were i'm pretty sure were on the bracket at all out of his top 32 or 36 songs so that's saying something <laughs> but i was actually happy i picked this album because it got it showed me more where elton came from than the person we all know P is today. Like, it's not so much the upbeat, like, fast, like, piano rock that he is now. It was, like, more like his blues, jazz side almost, and more classical side as well. Like, it's just, it showed me a new side of Elton, and there are so many jokes there, but I'm not going to make any of them, because, yeah. But, I mean, it showed me a new side of Elton. It's it's interesting, because you know, none of the hits are on there, you know, like, exactly. And, and this, and this record didn't even come out in the United States until like 75. So that's a it. fascinating fact too, is like, and, and, uh, but at least Bernie, Bernie was, uh, writing the, the lyrics for it. So that's, that's actually a good thing, but it, yeah, it's very fascinating. And one of the bassists on this record, um, played with the Trogs, you know, that song wild thing. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. so that's the Trogs, and so um, one of the bass players actually plays on there, and actually the one of the drummers too, is Nigel Olson, was was in the Spencer Davis group. So that's kind of an interesting fact. Who also had yeah. Spencer Davis and Spencer Davis? Then they also have um, uh, Jack Bruce back in the day. I don't know any of these names, dude. <laughs> Bruce was the bass player for uh, Cream. Sunshine. I, I do believe. I, I was going to say, I, I do believe he did. I mean, I think I'm not 100% on that. Yeah. I'm not 100%. I'd have, to, I'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure he was on that in, in that group. You know, because there was a whole bunch of, it was like the John Mayhall group where it was like everybody and their brother played in that at least once. You know, it's like we're like, because you had like Peter Green, but you also had Eric Clapton played in John Mayhall, you know, right. and, uh, and and then you had Mick Fleetwood and and uh, John McVie also played in that band, and that's where they met Peter Green and made Fleetwood Mac. Those guys weren't; those guys didn't end up going anywhere. So I mean, no, no, <laughs> didn't do anything good. You know, no witchy woman, nothing, no big deal. So not, not nothing I can remember anyway. Nah. So. <laughs> 
So, uh, had had you heard this album before, Andrew? I have not actually. This was one that I was kind of a you know because I think my introduction to uh, Elton John was uh, the Yellow Brick Road one. Yeah. Or uh, they don't shoot the piano player like that kind of that era, you know, which is a little bit. Oh, that's later. more mainstream Elton John. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I heard. I, I, I brought I brought Y'all Brick Road in the show before months ago, but I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely yeah, a that, that's different album. And, and and I would argue that that Elton John is a greatest hits artist. Like you know, I some, don't know. That's my opinion. I, I I think I think sometimes, sometimes I think sometimes he has, like he'll have some really great ones, but like, um, I second that part, emotion. I I feel like I feel like he's the greatest hits guy. Like he doesn't really have a whole ton of like, like, you know, it's not like he has concepts like the Who or like, you know, or even like, under like. He doesn't. He doesn't have like banger after banger like the Beatles do. Like, yeah, like I. You know, he I, I don't think the. Be- I don't think the Beatles had banger after banger. Even I mean, they have one or two. They have one or two bangers for a CD, maybe. But so did Elton John. Oh, I. Yeah, I mean, Sgt. Pepper has like four or five songs that are like. Okay, Sgt. Pepper's only Hearts Club Band, one of the best fucking albums of all time. We're not using that one here. Rubber, Rubber Soul has a lot. I. Eh, no. Revolver no, has no. a lot. Yeah, one or two. There's at least four number one hits on each of those records. Like because there was a lot less music in that fucking time era. Eh, I mean, I don't know. And, I mean, I mean the, okay. Now. And I, I feel like the Beatles and the they were, making, they, were they were selling millions in the sixties. Like I mean, you 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 can't you can't compare you can't compare Beatles and Elvis to anybody else in music because they were. Just like phenomenons, they were nothing else was going to stop them until people died. I disagree with that. I, I, because how would you know at the time? Like it's like saying, it's like saying the the Backstreet Boys, like you know, they were an anomaly. Well, they've been having boy bands since the beginning of time. Like you no, know, they were they were just five they were just five cute boys that that girls loved. That's the absolute thing. Yeah, dude. The same thing. Duop is the same thing. The, the oh, I know it is, but and like all that but, stuff, that's all that's basically what it is. I mean, it's like you know, you get you know, the same thing with like you know, Mumford and Sons, all that is 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 uh, you know, that's like you know, duh, duh, duh. Weavers, Mumford's Mumford and Sons is trash, you know? no, but it's Weavers. I mean, it's folk music, you know, it's just uh, yeah, you know, it's yeah. produced. You we know, had we had a, we had we had we had a good friend of ours bring that on the show and I gave her shit for it but you know it's a good they got some good songs there's some there's some good pop songs on there man no there's not no there's not Jancy you know you agree with me I'm I'm just sitting here and finally not having to be the only one here <laughs> misery loves company <laughs> I love it <laughs> well uh Chanty. What did you think of Mr. Or I'm sorry, Sir Elton John's first album? I sure could have done without listening to it. That's a bottom of the barrel joke right there. But yeah. That one was just for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Honestly, I, you know, Andrew said a lot of shit that I was getting ready to say, just a lot better. <laughs> I should say probably just nicer. Because, <laughs> I mean, I like Elton John. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. at the same time, Andrew brings a very valid point to the table. Fucking kind of a greatest hits guy. I just, and I, I mean, I think part of the reason why I didn't like this album is because of the fact his his writer hadn't been on on the project yet. Yeah, because that's where the, that's that's where fucking that's where it's clicking. See, I wasn't pay, I wasn't paying attention to the lyrics this one as much. I was trying to pay more attention to his piano work because that's what he's that's what he's for, known for is piano work. I mean, yeah, he rocking. plays the he plays and sings, and then you know there's a guy that writes. Fucking. <laughs> I mean, funny thing to think that the thing about success is, is you got to be able to do all three. Uh, apparently not. And have you not seen, I mean, have you not watched rocket man yet? Like Jesus. Well, that just means he's a survivor. That's all that. Yeah. Means. Right. Like, you know, like, like, yeah, like we, 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 yeah, <laughs> we fucking, it, we, there was a movie about a guy who did a whole bunch of drugs after getting famous fucking insert person here. They uh, lived. Well, I mean, that was Bohemian Rhapsody, but yeah. That I mean, hey, I didn't. I didn't. I said insert name here. Yeah, insert name here. Yeah, right. Well, I, well, you bastard, Chancy. Um, I'm just, I'm just saying, man. Rude, I, man. I, 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 I actually had three honorable mentions for this album because I enjoyed listening to it the first thing this morning so much. Mm. My and because there was actually well. No, there's more tracks on Andrew's album than this album, so it wasn't the album with the yeah. most tracks either. So, but there should have been more tracks on his album, but you know, shit happens. And I mean, my number eight was "Lady What's Tomorrow," just because it was a good song. Number seven was "Western Ford Gateway," and honestly, that got pushed down a lot because that was pretty high to begin with. Because that song was amazing. I I mean, when he when he actually gets going with the fast singing and the fast tempo, like I fucking love Elton. Number six was Skyline Pigeon, because that was a... I like the lyrics in that song. That song was actually not bad. Number five, though, was Gulliver slash It's Hey Chewed. Because, like, you know, he starts off with this slow melody and everything. And then halfway through the song, he just starts going, like, freaking fast jazz piano and everything else. And he sings along with it. It's freaking amazing. Like, And the reprise at the end where he sings all the previous songs in the album, like the chorus from them... Like, I love when artists do that. I fucking love it. So, that got my number five right away. Number four is Lady Samantha. Because Elton knows how to write songs about women. Even though he has no interest in women. Which I don't get. But okay. He knows how to do it. I mean, well, he does. It's the lyricist. It's the lyricist, man. Like, uh, Bernie. Bernie Tel- but was it Telpin? He, he, he was on his album yet, was he? I don't know if he was on that one or not. Let me check. I, I don't think I don't I doubt it. I mean, this was probably just Elton in a studio trying to fucking make a name for himself or something. Uh, but let's see. I'd be curious. So I, feel, I feel like they're best friends from before he started performing, though. I feel like they're best friends from like when like he was in high school and shit. Yeah, I'm not sure. Are they? Met I mean, at least I, maybe in college. What, yeah, all tracks written by Bernie Tolpin and Elton John. There you go. So yeah, that was their first project together. Well, it's his first CD, so apparently they've been working together since Elton started. So, yeah, because I, I, I think in Rocket Man they were friends since like high school and shit. So, 
Yeah. I mean, they were probably uh, they were probably playing a little bit of hide the hot dog in the back door, like throughout high school. No, I don't. No, Bernie's not. That's not his vibe. It, it, hey, everybody experiments in high school. Okay. <laughs> I mean, come on. But number three was just like Strange Rain because that song was fucking fire. Like that to me showed what out there was going to become. It showed what out there was going to become eventually. Number two was it's it's me that you need because that is to me a classic Elton John ballad. Like that to me is a sign of what he would do eventually with other great songs. And number one was sales because that was like the unexpected song of this. Like that almost reminded me of like a Sticks type of song, not like an Elton John song. Which I know this is even like before Sticks era kind of, but still like it reminded me more of like a Sticks fashion than Elton John fashion, which I freaking loved. So. And thank you, Harley. Somebody else loves Elton John. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yes. And like I said earlier, none of the tracks on this album were on his top 34, 36 hits, wherever the hell it was. I mean, we did a bracket at Elton John. I don't remember. I think I'm still standing one, but. Because, I mean, that is still one of my top three songs he ever did. But. but Isn't that on the greatest hits album? It's got to be on there. I don't think it is actually on the on the regular races album. On the official, I, I, Elton John's one of those artists who has multiple greatest hits albums, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, depends on when it was issued. It's no, it's like, I mean, it's like Queen's greatest hits albums. Like, there's literally like a five disc set that really is Queen's greatest hits. You can't just have like the. 20th yeah, century like, masters queen's grace hits album because it's not all the greatest hits <laughs> yeah so we have a couple of deep hits that everybody likes you know i mean oh we, trust me the queen bracket we haven't even done the second part yet we did the first part i have like awesome. there's like 68 there's 68 songs in the queen bracket for god's sake oh, so for sure. For sure. we didn't even do the second we didn't even do the second part yet and there's a lot of good songs in the second part that should have been the first part in my opinion but yeah that's a that's a whole nother topic which actually fuck i didn't Actually, was Queen performing sixty nine? I don't know. I didn't check even. I should have. But uh, they're wrong. I feel like they were. I feel like they were. But they're at least uh, in the garage, at least you know. I mean, the the last time I brought them on, it was like their it was their final album together, Innuendo. But uh, Andrew, what were your top five off Elton John? <laughs> so mine were uh, Emily Sky, Sales, Western Ford, Gateway. Lady, what tomorrow and and strange rain? See, empty sky was on my list to begin with, but then I it was on the it, it was on the bottom, and I at the end of the CD, I'm like, all right, I'm like, I don't need empty sky. I put it there because I was scared I wouldn't get enough, but by the time I got to the end, I had it more than enough, so I was like, fuck it, empty sky is gonna take it off. <laughs> I mean, but it was, I mean, I mean, this record was a t- like like. Like Chancey was saying, this is a tough record to listen to. Like, it's not. This was not an easy listen for me. I, um, I mean, I enjoyed the shit out of it. My way to work today. I mean, I, I, I can't say I would play it like twice in a row. Like I do some albums and shit. Like some albums that get brought in the show, like I'll play all day. Like so, I just like get the memory of the lyrics, and everything else. But yeah, this this album I couldn't do that. This album is definitely like a one time playthrough. I hard the songs I liked and put them on my Spotify like playlist, and that's where it ends. <laughs> now, I mean, I can't say to that at all for Or. There wasn't one damn song on Or that I hit the plus sign on. But <laughs> that's hilarious. 
Absolutely. I mean, on, on Chansey's album, I definitely threw a couple on there that should have been on my list a long time ago, and I never went and did it. But, yeah. but uh, Chansey, what were your top five Elton John songs, sir? Uh, number five for me was Sales. Uh, number four was All Across the Havens. Oh, that's a good one, too. Uh, number three was Valhalla. I, I was actually uh, not bad. I like Valhalla. I, I like Valhalla, but it's, it's so this, my is, this is the funny thing about this. Okay, so, so you know, Jesse picks, he picks, uh, this is funny to me, is you pick, you pick Led Zeppelin. They do Hobbit Rock, you know, JJ, you know, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien kind of stuff. And then Elton John does Viking rock. Right. It's well, funny. He he doesn't do real Viking rock. You want real Viking rock? Listen to Blind well, Guardian. Well, I know or Saxon or something, but it's like, you know, like, but Valhalla. I mean, come on. It's like that's the there, there, there is a better song called Valhalla by Blind Guardian. <laughs> I'm sure there is, but I'm just saying it's it's funny that in this in this in this juxtaposition that you know you actually have the hobbits and the vikings together I mean, yeah like, he's talking I mean, about I'm, the lineup yeah oh, I, I trust me I, trust me i get it i get 100 percent. but, but <laughs> i mean i just think it's a good but, time i mean let's that one doesn't even really do hobbit rock though in my opinion but what, what the fuck are you fucking are you Whoa. dude are you drunk <laughs> are you okay no i'm not thank you I mean, I'm just asking because that's the dumbest shit I've ever Whoa. heard you say. Whoa. Dude, saying Led Zeppelin doesn't do Hobbit Rock is like saying Codmouth Kings doesn't doesn't do songs about smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you if you want Hobbit Rock, listen to Blind Guardian, listen to Iced Earth, listen to a thousand other metal bands. That's real Hobbit Rock. Battle like they actually do. They actually call. They're talking about Gollum. I mean, I do. Yeah, I've heard full songs about every Lord of the Rings character from other bands. So I'm just saying. Yeah, saying that's that's all great. That's all great and good, but like, yeah, they did it. First. How far? How far? I was gonna say how far back? Yeah, I think. They're I the mean, they're. I mean, they're not. They don't. They don't. They don't predate Led Zeppelin by any fucking means. But so then. You know, these motherfuckers walk so other people could run. I get it, but like, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, and I mean, I don't know if it predates, so the, I don't know if it predates Led Zeppelin either, but Sticks did Hobbit Rock shit. Yeah, that's Sticks later. does not. Yeah, that's later. That's a lot later. Mm. That's 70s. But uh, my number two was uh, just like Strange Rain, and my number one was Empty Sky. Yeah. Mm. Got good picks, man. Empty, empty. I don't know. Empty sky. I didn't like enough to leave in the list. I just was scared. Yes. I would have I, the first. I always put like the first song of every album on because I'm worried I'm not gonna have enough. And then eventually, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm having enough." <laughs> yeah, I always have enough. No, not not no, not always. Oh. Chanty has brought in albums where I had to struggle to find five. Really. Wow. He's got terrible taste. You need to keep that in mind at all times. I'm, I'm noticing. Bass nectar, bass nectar, bass nectar. What the fuck call them? They're shit. Dude, it's, it's bass nectar. Fucking, what's wrong with bass nectar? Fucking, they ain't nothing. It ain't bad. It ain't, Dude, it's, not the, it's not the prodigy. I'll admit that it's not the prodigy. It's not Daft Punk, Rammstein, or something like that. You know, I mean, I mean yeah, Rammstein's cool too. Yeah, I love yeah, that. They're not, That's awesome. 
too hot. They're all want. They're they're all wannabe craftworks. Wow. That's all I'm saying. They're all wannabe craftworks. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> I've been listening. I've been listening to Trans Europe Express a lot lately, Chance. You know that. Oh God, that's like saying that New Order sounds like New Wave. <laughs> I, I don't know who New Order is, so. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> hey man, you you come on for a rap show. I'm in my element then. So. Okay, so. I don't see- that was happening, but <laughs> so yeah, the so if it if it was rap, it would be like, hmm, what would be the the equivalent? It would be like, hmm, it'd be like saying Dre is is Eminem. I mean, Eminem would be shit without Dre, so yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's completely 100%. different. No, but I'm just saying it's completely different music, like. Like, uh, I mean, Eminem is what Dre basically it's Dre evolved basically to like what the new arrow could handle. Hmm. Dre wasn't gonna sing about killing himself because that's not what Dre did, that's not what rapped in the early 90s. So, yeah. Eminem could do that because it was the 2000s and the whole emo shit was starting, so he could fucking pull that shit, but but. I don't know. I mean, Chancey knows my disdain for Eminem, so. Yeah. I mean, you're you're talking to a drug about Eminem. That's like. (laughs) Yeah, that's. I don't even know what to compare that to. I really don't. Not only are you talking to a juggalo about Eminem, you're talking to a juggalo about Eminem, even though ICP's already given up on the beef and they're like, whatever, it's cool. Actually, no, 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 no. no. Uh, yeah, go back, dude. Watch, watch any interview in the past five years. All they, they do got, is all they do is talk no, no, about no. how they squashed the beef. They squashed the beef in 2010, but there was I re, there was recent there there, there was recently some there's uh, there's recently some tracks I've never released that um had some hateful words in them. So the beef is back on in full. Oh, there's diss tracks? Look out. Oh, boy. It's been going on for 30 years and they ending anytime soon, I'm pretty sure. But um, Well, they're all Michigan guys. That's the problem. You know? They're all Detroit guys. They're all Detroit. Yeah. It's it's eight mile versus fucking like six miles. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like who has the less tires on their car? Is that is that what we're doing? I mean, from what I heard, the further you get to, the closer you get to Detroit, the worse it is. So, six miles worse than eight mile. But, yeah. Uh, from what I heard, but I've, I've been to Detroit. Yeah, I'm from I'm from Michigan originally. Oh shit! All right. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm from Northern Michigan. Oh, Dogman territory. That's awesome. Yeah. But like <laughs> first. Well, folks, we have brought you three albums. Two of them amazing. One of them so so, and. We won't say we will not name names in this podcast, but you know, y'all know, y'all know. <laughs> and your musers may be back on Saturday with another episode. I'm still trying to work out the d- details of that one, but fear not, we'll be back next Tuesday, regardless, with another episode for you, hopefully. And we will be back this Saturday with the Rolling Stone Top 500 Songs bracket, Part Six. 
Whoa. So, oh, it's a 25 part madness that we ensued ourselves into for the next 12 months. So, yay. Oh, it, it's fun shit, but it's editing it so fun. Editing it is so fun. Making choices in these fucking with what well, I was watching notes. It's not it's not that hard because a lot of songs that Rolling Stone puts in their top five hundred, I'm like, these are trash. I could name better songs than these off the top of my head. So but coming to coming in a year, fuck you, Rolling Stone bracket, where we name our own songs that should be should have been on the top five hundred. But until then we want to thank Andrew for coming on because it's been one hell of a show. We enjoyed the hell out of this. And I chance he loves anybody he can talk music with in detail and because I can't do that with names and shit with him, but on some shit. But Andrew, where can where can people find you? Where people can find your band? Where can they find everything about you? So yeah, so check you can check everything out. It's uh, Andrew Kloniger at um andrewkloniger.com or if you want to check out the band uh we, we play a lot of stuff regionally up in uh upstate so um you can check it out at rencovemusic.com so that's where that's where we're at that's where we're at. and we're working on our on our second record and it's called movement and that should be out sometime this year nice so you should let us know when you pick and when you're uh, fixing to put it out yeah yep absolutely we'll bring it on yeah, man. Ch- Ch- cool. Chance to beat me to it. Yeah, you're 100% welcome to come back to promote your new album when it comes out. So Cool. Yeah. But, and folks, that, that song you heard in the beginning of this episode, for all my listeners, that well, that is the one Renkov sack. Actually, well, I'll be on YouTube then. So it'll, it'll be a Renkov track of some kind. Oh, I'll cool. pick one. Thanks. But, yeah. of course, I always try to put my uh, any musician that comes out, try to put their music on the front of this episode. Yeah. Gotta promote. But, Very cool. Chancy, where can they find you besides hanging out Cripple Creek in the void? Uh, well, the uh, scavenger hunt is on after we get this next show recorded. This is my name on Facebook. If you can find me, you get to name a song, and if it hasn't been or an album, I should say, and if it hasn't been brought on the show before, I will bring it on and present it as my choice. On uh, Instagram and TikTok, it's the Red Eye Roundtable. On uh, X, it's Red Eye Table. And, uh, you know, the darkest recesses of your nightmares. It's my favorite place to be. And yes, you can find me, of course, the Nightmare Rest of the Daydream, on Facebook as Uncensored, Unapologetic, and Untamed Podcast Collective. You can also find us on Now Streaming Live for an hour at a time, because fuck Instagram. And uh, X as Juggalo, at Juggalo Bastard. And you can find me on TikTok as at Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find both of us on YouTube as Maniacal Music Musings for old episodes. Or you can find us streaming live on Facebook as Parent Post Network. Either or, we stream live multiple places. Come find us.
Soon they 